Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Grit. This episode is number 11, and I'm calling it, What Are You Choosing? So this podcast is called GRIT, which stands for Grief Relief, It Takes Time, because grief relief really does take time, and it takes real grit to make the choice to actively seek relief. I'm Mary Wordeman, your host, and this podcast is about loss and coping with grief, but it's also about the unexpected lessons that grief teaches and the gifts, the blessings, and the grace that grief can offer. I've been feeling my way along this grief path since losing my son, Brian, and both my mom and dad just a few months later. I share that with you so that you can appreciate the space that I'm sharing these thoughts and experiences from. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's possible that you're feeling a deep loss as well. And it's my sincere wish that you'll find some sense of comfort and understanding and hope from listening here. I think that by sharing our stories and our hearts, it empowers others to do the same. So many people grieve alone in silence, and I think that just keeps us stuck and in pain, and it prolongs our suffering. Grief really needs to come up and out. So I hope you'll join me here because I really think that it helps us to know that we're not alone. So again, welcome. And first of all, I just want to tell you that if you've experienced a fresh loss or if you've had trouble moving forward because of a loss, I am so sorry. I really, really am. What I try to do here is offer hope, insights and hope. And I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it right now. I don't have all the answers. I'm just trying to find my way. And honestly, I think I am. But that's me. And everyone's path is different. Everyone's grief journey is different. And I just want to be crystal clear about that. So if you are new here and you're just embarking on this journey, you may be wondering, how do I even do this? Can I do this? Well, you know, when I was new to this path, when I lost my son, I distinctly remember saying in the wee hours of that terrible morning, I don't know how to do this. Perhaps what I really meant was, I really don't want to do this. And in those early days, I think that the only thing that I was truly capable of doing was to keep breathing and eat sometimes, get up, go to sleep, and cry, something like that, over and over again. Honestly, I was in a numbing fog and my heart hurt so badly that it's just really hard to remember everything. I'm telling you this because I don't want you to feel any pressure whatsoever with what I'm about to tell you. I know that everyone's journey is different and maybe you're not ready to hear what I'm, what I'm going to say. Um, or maybe you can just file it away for a time when you are. It's your choice. It's all about choice. And I respect that. 
But what I also want to do is to offer you hope. Again, I said it earlier. Um, hope that it won't always be this way. Hope that it can feel different. That you can get better. And so here's the thing. This is what I want to tell you. What if I told you that you can recover from loss? And what if I told you that as you go forward, you either consciously or unconsciously choose to move toward recovery or you choose to stay stuck? In fact, let's even say that by not choosing, you're actually choosing. Okay, so right now you might be thinking, whoa, wait just a second here. But I ask you, before you reject the idea outright, let's first talk about what recovery really means. Maybe that's the first step, is to shift the idea. And what do I mean by recovery? What do I mean by relief or healing? Recovery simply means feeling better, better than you do right now. That's really it. Recovery means claiming your circumstances instead of having your circumstances claim you. You were dealt a hand. This has happened. That's true. But perhaps if you can shift your thoughts and feelings around what has happened, then maybe you can begin to feel better. Also, recovery is, is really just a new way to be in this world, a way to survive in this world. You know, let's go back to what I said about knowing how to do this. Recovery and healing really is just figuring out how to go on. Recovery is just being able to enjoy the fond memories that you have without them bringing up painful memories or regret and remorse on the heels of that happy memory. And recovery is acknowledging that it's perfectly okay to feel sad from time to time and to talk about your feelings no matter how those around you react to those feelings. And while we're at it, let's discuss or touch on what recovery isn't, or obstacles to recovery, if you will. Recovery is not forgetting your loved one. Could you really forget your loved one, really? And recovery doesn't mean that you'll never be sad again. Recovery does not mean that if you find happiness again, that you love your person any less than somebody who tells you that they can't, they simply can't recover. I think that sometimes we're tempted to carry grief as a, a tribute or a sign of just how deeply we loved our person. That we declare that we can't possibly recover because, and when we do that, what we really mean is that to recover would be somehow to say that we stopped loving our person or that we don't love our loved one the way we used to somehow. And finally, I don't believe that recovery is a finite thing. I don't, I don't think that it's a destination. Um, 
it's not it's not as if that one day that we can wake up and declare that oh i've recovered and i'm healed that's it no no not at all i think that recovery in healing and relief is a bit of a dance we dance between the sorrow that we felt and the joy that we're forging and all of those experiences in love we kind of bounce back and forth until we begin to get a rhythm or begin to get a sense of consistency. So that's that's really what recovery is. It's not this magical wake up one day and feel perfectly fine, um, but it's feeling better. And that's what I've wanted to do is to feel better. So how do we do this? How do we recover? You know, I really believe that recovery is possible and recovery is an active process. But again, first we have to make the decision to recover. And the question really is, can you do that? And as we begin to do that, we basically have to consider all the things that our culture um, has taught us about grief and how we process that. Um, We have to challenge some of those myths if we're going to be able to actively seek recovery. So let me talk about that for a second. So this podcast is called Grit, right? Grief relief, it takes time. Well, that's just part of the story. Relief or recovery does take time. But time alone will not bring you relief, recovery, or healing. It's what we consciously do with that time. We're either just waiting to feel better or we're actively working on it. And if time was the only criteria, then why is it that you might meet somebody who's lost someone 10 years ago and they'll still tell you that they've never recovered, that they're still in deep pain? It's because they're waiting. They're waiting to feel better. And again, time alone, time alone isn't going to bring recovery. And neither will the other myths about grieving that we've been taught bring you recovery. We can't just keep busy. You know, sometimes when we lose someone, someone will say to you, you just got to keep busy. What are you going to do now? Um, You have to have a plan. When are you going back to work? Um, You just got to keep busy. Well, keeping busy sometimes might help, but at some point in time, the busyness stops and then you're left with your grief. So busyness or staying busy alone will not bring you relief and recovery. How about just fake it until you make it or pull yourself up from by your bootstraps, um, you know, put, a, put on a happy face. You know, we can't just fake it until we make it. Um, 
again, you know, at the end of the day, when it's just us, when you're going to sleep, um, you know, there's no one to put on that false bravado for. It's just you. And then you're left alone with your feelings again. And you need to be able to, you need to be able to actively work on that. So we can't just fake it until we make it. And we can't just stuff our feelings down or grieve alone. Often we think that if we just, you know, if we just go off by ourselves or if, you know, we, we just naturally tend to isolate because we don't want to make other people feel sad or maybe we don't know how they'll react to us. Um, we're afraid to show other people how we feel for, um, for fear that they won't understand or they might say something that doesn't help or might make us feel worse. So we tend to isolate and grieve alone. And again, as I, I you know, I, I say, I've said it before, we, we should not grieve alone. We can't grieve alone. And we can't be strong for others. That's another myth. You know, you have to be strong for your children who you've left, who are left, you know, behind. Um, you have to be strong for your husband. You have to be strong for your wife. You have to be strong for your other kids. Um, you know, sure you want to be, you know, and, 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 and you want to be there for the people that you love, but being strong for others alone will not bring you recovery, relief, or healing. And as I always say in the pot in the podcast intro, grief needs to come up and out. And that's really what recovery and healing is all about. Now, I'm not going to go into all of that tonight because I wouldn't do it justice. I've already been speaking for about 14 or 15 minutes, and I don't want to rush through that. But I will say this. We need to feel all of the feelings and the emotions that we feel about our loved one. We need to explore our relationship with our person and we need to find a way to identify all of those feelings. Um, you know, we had a unique and special relationship with our loved one. It was complicated. Um, we had good times. We had challenging times, possibly. We had our ups and downs. We have um, a lot of feelings that we need to identify um, so we need to try, we need to work on identifying those feelings. And then we have to be able to express those feelings. And then we have to be able to release those feelings and those emotions. Um, and there are ways to do that. There are several ways to do that, but I'm not going to get into that here because it would just, as I said, it would just take too long and it's complicated. But if you, if you, if you need help with that, and um, I'll be podcasting more about that. But in the meantime, I, I really hate leaving anyone hanging too. So please reach out to me. I, I can talk more about that with, with, with you one-on-one, -on -one. but there are ways to do that. And, uh, 
it all, it all starts with the choice. Are you willing to make that choice to feel better, to learn how to simply be in this world? If you're new here, again, if you're new here, or if you've not been able to take any step forward in your grief or not move forward enough in your grief, my heart is breaking for you. It is. I remember how I felt at the beginning of my journey, and I I have been stuck too. But it's my hope that very soon, very soon, that you will give yourself permission to start feeling better. Please say yes to feeling better. So that with that, my friends, may love always surround you and may the pure light within you guide your way on. Bye for now.